just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six-pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Here's what Salt Lake's talking about. Inaugurations, candidate declarations, and some predictions for the year 2024 in Salt Lake City. We have got it all this week on our Friday News Roundup, and executive producer Emily Means is here to help make sense of it all. It's Friday, January 5th. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Good morning, executive producer Emily Means. Happy New Year, Ali Vallarta. Oh my goodness, Happy New Year. Here we are uh, on the other end of it Can you hear the, the rest and recovery in our voices, uh, <laughs> dear listener? <laughs> Did you rest and recover? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. I, I don't want to brag so about ready. it, but I slept for basically a week. <sighs> nice, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm Rumpelstiltskin. I'm is really that who impressed. I am? No, I don't Rip think Van Winkle. So. I'm Rip Van Winkle. <laughs> Sleeping Beauty? I don't know. <laughs> I'm all of them. A bear? I'm all, all the Brothers Grimm. Okay, before we get into some candidate declaration news, we got to say a quick congratulations to all of the Salt Lake City Council members that were sworn in this week to their existing roles. There's only one yep. new member of the Salt Lake City Council. That's Eva Lopez Chavez. And... Mayor Aaron Mendenhall was also sworn in for another term. So as they say, let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> it's nice to finally have that cherry on top of the 2023 election before we head into the 2024 election. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Let's get into what a pivot from inauguration <laughs> to Another election. It's happening. Fall 2024, yet another election. We've got a lot of federal and statewide candidates on the ballot from governor to attorney general to Senate. And what's the other one? The House of Representatives. My God. Whenever I say they're running, do you remember that Mia Love, former congressman from District 4, that ad she had when she first announced and it was she was like running across a snowy field and then it was just like, she's running. Ooh, that's Remember good. That? It was a good ad. And yeah. it predated the Hillary Clinton she's running of it all, I just gotta say. But anyway. Trailblazer. Literally. What's been interesting to you this week as everyone takes it up to the Capitol to declare their candidacy? Oh man, Allie, my Twitter has just been a flutter with <laughs> You're still with, on Twitter. I know, I know. I'm <laughs> dating myself, but <laughs> I'm still on Twitter. And- And honestly, like the biggest thing for me is that third district congressman John Curtis is officially in, baby. He has jumped into this Senate race. This is, of course, current U.S. Senator for Utah Mitt Romney's seat. He decided he's not seeking (laughs) reelection. We don't know him. Um, And of course, that just opened the floodgates because we've got Mm. an open seat, baby. And John Curtis is interesting because it was just what? 
two months ago that he had an op-ed in the Deseret News saying, here's why I'm not running for Senate. Uh-huh. Well, simulcast with ads on cable television saying, tell John Curtis to run for right. Senate, which... Listen, the kind of people who are voting in primary elections and in elections in this state probably do watch cable news. Right. Well, it's so funny, Allie. This is the only place I watch TV, like proper TV, is at my gym. And that's Mm. where I get all of these political ads. And I'm like, John Curtis is running. I'm running on the treadmill. We're both running, buddy. (laughs) Mia Love's not running anymore, but we uh, we took the torch. Yes, yes. So this race is... um, it's going to be freaking crazy, Allie. I saw mm-hmm. Brian Schott from the Salt Lake Tribune says there are 11 Republicans who have either already filed or announced that they're running for this Senate seat. John Curtis, we just mentioned, former House Speaker Brad Wilson. He's been in this for like a month or so now. Um, mm-hmm. And then Orrin Hatch's son, Brent. Talk about political Nepo babies, Allie, he is running for the seat that his dad oh held for 42 years. 42 <laughs> That's years. right. So Utah, do we want another hatch in that seat? Maybe. No, we need a bloodless revolution. <laughs> it's William and Mary all over again. <laughs> so this is going to be, I mean, this is going to yeah. be nuts. And especially come caucus convention season. So I don't know, Allie, maybe we do like a live show from the Utah GOP convention. <laughs> oh, that could be fun. Could be that fun, could be really right? fun. If yeah, we're allowed. In years past, it's been at the Maverick Center. And I love right. to, if you get like one of those 32 ounce Diet Cokes, you can kind of roam around and have a good time. <laughs> That's right. I do want to say like, This Brad Wilson versus John Curtis kind of showdown for this Senate seat does seem like it mirrors, and I feel like listeners are going to hear me say this and go, but what we're seeing in national politics, which Hmm. is like more sort of extreme, contentious Republican versus more moderate kind of constitutionalist Republican. Like, let's not forget, in like 2002, John Curtis was the chairman of the Utah County Democratic Party. (laughs) Don't tell people that. (laughs) You're right. You're right. Never mind. Uh, He's a staunch Republican. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He does not want us bringing that up. Boy, oh boy. Or at least not until uh, after he clears a primary, which we'll see. Well, listen, uh, we've mentioned before, but just to clarify for folks, there are two paths to the ballot, to the Mm -hmm. primary ballot in Utah. You can gather enough signatures to land yourself on the ballot, or you can go through your party's convention system. And what we've seen historically from the convention system is state delegates are much more radical than Mm -hmm. the general voting populace. And so the candidates that we see come out of the convention system tend to be a little more far to the right. And I could see Brad Wilson being pretty successful in convention. John Curtis, I think he's going to get on the ballot via the signature path. But yeah, you know, in the end, we'll see who who wins that primary and that that will probably determine who is our next senator. Yeah. Okay. Before 
we get into another candidate declaration that is very interesting to me this week. I just want to say a quick note on Signature Gathering. Did you see that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. gathered enough signatures to be on the ballot for president of the United States in Utah? And Utah is the first state he got on the ballot in. Oh, wow. I missed that, Allie. Which kind of feels right for us because we do love a third party candidate. Never forget that. What was it like 20 something percent of Utahns voted for Evan McMullen in the in the 2016 election? Like Utahns are interested in a third party candidate. But this is the part that I think you'll appreciate, Emily. He had to gather just 1,000 signatures to do it. To be a presidential candidate? To be a presidential candidate on the ballot in Utah, he had to gather at least 1,000 signatures. To get a ballot initiative on the ballot in Utah, you have to gather around 130,000 signatures. Wow. Wow. It's easier to run for president in Utah than to, like, get an idea on the ballot for a referendum, voter referendum. Okay, another top ticket race that's interesting to me is uh, the race for governor. Of course, we've got Democrat Brian King. We've got Governor Spencer Cox, who is running again. Surprise, surprise. For re-election for a second term. But there's a third candidate named Representative Phil Lyman, who is from San Juan County, Utah, which if you're a Salt Laker and you're wondering where that is and you think that Moab is the furthest southeast corner of the state, I have bad news for you. It's not. (laughs) There's a whole nother county below it. It's huge. Um, And that's where Phil Lyman is from. Some of his greatest hits include getting pardoned by former President Donald J. Trump after leading an illegal ATV protest on uh, a sensitive piece of public land. His other greatest hit, I think, last year was running a bill to eliminate the mail ballot in Utah. Um, What I think is interesting about someone like Representative Phil Lyman in this race is that what we've heard from Governor Cox incessantly this year is that we should all be disagreeing better, right? This is his big thing, his big campaign that came out of like, what is it, the governor's, what's it called? Right, he's the chair of the National Governors Association, and this is his thing. (laughs) This is his thing. And Phil Lyman is a hot-headed, loud-mouthed, rural Utah, and he is going to be a thorn in the side of Spencer Cox's Disagree Better campaign for the rest of this year. (laughs) Right, right. Well, and what's interesting, Allie, is, you know, we've got Phil, but we also have someone else who's thrown their giant 10-gallon hat in the ring, and that's Carson Jorgensen, who, and this is not an exaggeration, he wears this massive cowboy hat. He's the Mm -hmm. former uh, Utah GOP chair. He served, I think, just like one term as chair before stepping down. And, you know, I guess this is what he's been up to, working on primarying Spencer Cox. So, again, I'm kind of thinking the GOP convention will be the place to be, Allie. Like, fireworks, man, fireworks. We're going to make predictions later in this episode, but I'll go ahead and make one now. I think Phil Lyman wins at convention. You Do you know what? I think that's a good inkling, but um, Carson Jorgensen is the former GOP chair. So those are his people, right? I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Kind of, but like being the chair of the party is also a little institutional. Like people blame you for everything they don't like about mm, the party mm-hmm, or its mm-hmm, direction. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Honestly, Ooh. Again, if we do a live show, (laughs) 
<laughs> it will be a Bravo-esque commentary of watching these two in, and I'm sure Lyman will also show up in a cowboy hat because that just feels so right. Um, go toe to toe, yeah. or should we say uh, square toe to square Wait, toe. Wait, but surely Spencer Cox will also show up in a cowboy hat. <laughs> oh my God, the difference is Spencer Cox will have made everyone at the Walker Center or at the yeah. convention a batch yeah. of cookies. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay, what, a good what time. else? Give me another one. All right, what here's another you? one. Let's go local. Can we go a little bit more local now? Yeah, um, always, so we're please. moving away from from our statewide elections and into Salt Lake County Council races. This one was Woo! a big one for me, Allie, and I'm sure you too, but I saw that oh, state yeah. senator Daniel say. Thatcher who is a Republican from West Valley, is running for mm -hmm. Salt Lake County Council. He's running for council member Dave Alvord's seat. And this is really interesting because Daniel Thatcher has kind of posed himself as a somewhat more moderate voice in the legislature. Not on everything. Not on everything, no. that's for sure. Um, but recently he gave a very impassioned speech against some bills, you know, that some anti-transgender legislation bills, yeah. you know? Um, I think mm -hmm. that's what people might know him for. He gained some national attention for that as well. On the other end, Dave Alvord has posed himself as a very, a very, very conservative member of the council. So I think this will be really interesting, Allie. Well, and I think, like, not just conservative in his values or his votes, but also like inflammatory. And I think yeah. that matters a lot because like, and I, I mean this in a kind way and I'm saying it because I would say it to Daniel Thatcher myself, but like state Senator Thatcher is kind of a dork. <laughs> and like Dave Alvord is giving his vibe is more like I went to AlphaCon, right? And <laughs> Daniel Thatcher, meanwhile, is like interested in leaving state government to focus on more hyper local governance on the West Side on the county council. So there's so many ways that this race could shape up to be really interesting. At the end of the day, I mean, Dave Alvord does have quite a bit of name ID in his district. He was the mayor of South Jordan. And so Thatcher is going to have to kind of make up a little bit of that ground, but right. we'll see. Right. But Thatcher has been in the legislature for, ooh, I want to say like 10 years. We can fact check mm -hmm. that, but for quite a while. And so I think that he's a worthy opponent for sure. We'll see how he does at the local level. He's going to need people to be excited to turn out in certain parts of the county. Right. One one more thing I wanted to say is that, um, well, I, we say this every time we talk about Salt Lake County Alley, but it's really important to keep an eye on what's happening at the county level. These are pretty competitive seats, actually. And mm -hmm. some of these races are decided by like, one to 10 percentage points. Um, mm -hmm. So it could really go either way. It could go to a Dem, could go to a Republican. Dems haven't held a majority on the county council for more than a decade. So mm -hmm. I think this is kind of an important year for the Democratic Party at the county level. Yeah, well, and things at the county council recently have been a little contentious after the election of Dia Theodore, who is also an, kind of an ultra right-wing candidate. Um, and so this race... There, and there are a few county council races this year, to be sure. We're just discussing one right now. Are going to determine the temperature and the tone of the council moving forward. But, like, 
when the county council is in a position where it's full of electeds that really kind of want to get stuff done and are really interested in like governance mm-hmm. and like it can be really fun to watch ideas come out of that place because the county manages so many of our resources like everything like as we discussed yesterday from our planetarium our (laughs) rec centers to like they're the continuum of care when it comes to the issue of homelessness like they get all the federal funding so the county is where it's at to be clear it's all happening at the county but uh Allie this is going to be a long election year Good luck mm-hmm. to you. Good luck to me. Good luck Thank to all the you. candidates. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I'm going to keep getting up every morning, putting athletic greens in water and starting the day with the best intentions. <laughs> the Living Traditions Festival is back in downtown Salt Lake City, May 17th through 19th. And this is when I come alive. It is so easy to sell me on three days of Washington Square and Library Square converting to a global food court. And this festival has truly been one of my favorites for years now. Living Traditions convenes the diversity of artistic traditions, food heritage, music, and art from the many cultures that have made Utah their home. You can expect everything from live music and dance to hands-on workshops, a little shopping, Sundance film screenings, and Bohemian Brewery. There is something for the whole family, and it's free entry. Come celebrate all of the rich cultures that make up our community. Find more information on the festival and view the full program guide at livingtraditionsfestival.com or on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. We talk a lot on this show about our city's crown jewels. What are the institutions that open doors in our community and regulate its pulse? I choose Salt Lake Community College, and it is a home for incredibly focused Salt Lakers. Nearly 80% of their students work while going to school, many full-time jobs. If I could do college all over again, I would not be 33 and sitting on these damn student loans. And slick students aren't. 80% graduate with little to no student loan debt or save thousands knocking out credits before transferring to a four-year institution. Every day, Salt Lake Community College is transforming lives and communities through education. If you want to learn something new, refine a trade, or pursue a higher degree for the first time, explore your options at slcc.edu. Study alongside hard workers, save precious money, and be one in a class of 19, not 100. All right, Emily, let's make some predictions. We pulled our predictions for 2023 in Salt Lake City from last year. And I have to tell you, in this doc I'm looking at, the only note I made was, you are an oracle. (laughs) 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 Referring to myself. That is one hell of an affirmation, a daily affirmation. my friend. (laughs) Well, I don't feel that way, frankly. I'm not going to lie. You are an oracle. You did not crush it. <laughs> uh, you know. It, yeah, Tell us what you got wrong and what you got right this year. All right. Last I, year. Sorry. I predicted Brad Wilson would run for Senate, and he did. Boom. Go me. Um, I also predicted God would flood the earth, uh, and we, you know, we wouldn't have to worry about the drought or the crisis at the Great Salt Lake any longer. And 
I, that's a kinda for me, dog. I mean, he didn't flood the earth. He is flooding that nine month cruise ship right now for anyone who's following. He, he, we had a, we had a lot of snow. We had a historic winter. And also a really rainy spring, and so I'm going to give it like a half Z, I think. Half? Okay, interesting. You know, We're rounding up then. Be kind to yourself. We're grading you know? on a curve. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do this year is be kind to myself. I love it. Um, I said cookies were out and cinnamon rolls are in, and you know what? A reader of the Hay Salt Lake newsletter, our sister newsletter, uh, says that Crumble is actually testing a cinnamon roll for the 2024 menu. Oh, my God. Huh? You were ahead of your time. Ah, uh, so you were wrong, but right. Wrong, but right. I'm gonna give that another half C. And then mm-hmm. the Jazz win it all. That was a big no, big big no. Well, yeah, you're f- four or five years ahead of your time there. Right, right. And so maybe in that way, I am an oracle. But mm. we'll mm-hmm. see. What you're about you, you're Allie? The Margaret Cavendish of City Cast Salt Lake. <laughs> okay. Um, I predicted Aaron Mendenhall would win re-election. That's a yes. I predicted we would get a visit from a member of the federal government that would be in Veep style related to the Great Salt Lake, a la like Kamala Harris getting on a Great Salt Lake like tugboat and falling in or something. It didn't happen. It turns out actually um, the federal government doesn't care about the Great Salt Lake. Oh, right. Well, there, there was like one or two things, but... But they didn't come and visit. They didn't come visit. It's not. It it might be on the 2020. I would not put it past in 2024 during the presidential election cycle Mm. that someone visits the Great Salt Lake, like gets a nice photo staring out over it. What's left of it? Um, I predicted we would get three rooftop bars. We only got two. The Sunday's Best at the Post District and the Van Ryder. But you know what? That's pretty good, though. Well, two out of three ain't bad. If we're grading on your scale, then that's 100%. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that's a Florida A. Um, and then I also predicted we would get a bar with an a- named after an astrological sign, I believe, in 2023. I suggested the Capricorn Lounge or the Libra mm-hmm. Hole. To my dismay, we got neither. That's what we did bad. get was the Olympics, which I also predicted. <laughs> you did. You done good, Okay. I did pretty well. You should be proud. Um, So I don't know. Let's look ahead. What is on your list? Let's do two categories because I think that's what we did last year. Yeah. Government and politics predictions and then culture, food, miscellaneous predictions. So on the government and political note, what do you foresee? Okay. I foresee Spencer Cox will win Mm re-election. Yeah. He's not going to win in the GOP convention, but he's going to get on the primary ballot via the signature path. And, you know, Ali, he is a pretty popular governor. I think most recent approval ratings show him at 60-ish percent. Yeah. That ain't bad. I think maybe the only thing that can make this a tricky year for him is... Uh, the presidential race. Because don't forget, it's a presidential election year. And if Trump is the nominee, does that hurt or help Spencer Cox? I think he's trying to make it help him because he's been very uh, generous recently to the former president, mm-hmm. it seems. But mm. we'll see. We'll yeah, see. that's a good one. What do you I think? I similarly think John Curtis becomes our new senator. Okay. I don't think Brad Wilson has it. 
I mean, Brad Wilson has spent so much of his political career in the shadows. Like, campaigning isn't really his bag. He's not really a showman in that way. I don't think he's the kind of guy that can come around a corner and greet an adoring crowd. Um, John Curtis has been a mayor. He's been a congressman. Like, he's been in these more public-facing roles. He's. Right. I remember one day when it was, like, candidate day at... BYU, he like showed up with his own box of supplies and set up his own little table and stood there. It's like he's not afraid of the public in a way that I kind of think Brad Wilson doesn't like the public. Curtis seems like a very DIY kind of guy. I've been yeah. enjoying his um, his campaign ads, too. I think they're funny. I think they're Yeah, funny. they are. It's already not going well for Wilson. Like, he, he's got mayors saying that he had declared their endorsement and they actually didn't. Like, it's just been a rocky start and... You got to come out of the gate strong, especially statewide. So, yeah. Well, Spencer Cox did endorse him, so we'll see if they uh, if they skip merrily along to the finish line. But honestly, do you have any more political predictions? <laughs> I have one more. I had some some kind of throwaways because honestly, Allie, I feel like I was knocked down a peg by my predictions <laughs> for last year. So I just I just blanked. Um, another prediction. We're going to get yet another Republican in the attorney general's office. Even after the the string of Republican attorneys general whose terms have ended in scandal, uh, I think it's going to be same as it ever was, same as it ever was for, for that office. Yeah. Okay. My other political prediction, which you might appreciate, is the disappearance of Mitt Romney. Trademark. Hmm. Tell <laughs> I think me he's more. done. Like I was because I was sitting this morning and thinking like, okay, Mitt Romney's hanging up his hat. Are we going to get like the Mitt Romney library? Are we going to get the you know what I mean? Like what's going to be kind of the next thing for him? What about the Olympics? And I kind of think it's going to be hanging out with Anne. And like watching her ride horses and like being with his family. I really think this Senate run was his next thing. It was his presidential library or his like Mm -hmm. scholarship fund. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't think he's going to reenter the private sector necessarily. I think he's tired. I think he's I mean, it just seems like especially given, you know, his conversations with McKay Coppins in that new book, he's. He's over it. Like he's yeah. sick of sitting alone in a room. He's he Being wants to be yelled with his at, fam. Yes. No, uh, I think he wants to order the the cinnamon roll from what is it? Goodly from Crumble. <laughs> from Crumble. I think he wants to sit at home and order the Crumble cinnamon rolls and put ketchup on salmon and like watch Jeopardy. Why not? Did you see him at the Jazz game last month? No. Oh, he loves the Jazz. I know That's it's cute. cute. I am wondering yeah. though if um, maybe they'll. They'll tap him in to get involved with our 2034 Olympic bid. Why? I don't know. If I were him, I wouldn't. But, no, you know, maybe. Okay, let's get into culture. So this one I actually really struggled with, Allie. I don't know. It's just <laughs> like, I feel like I'm laser focused on the election year. And, you know, uh, I, is, uh, I'm trying to come up for air free. still, you know, I'm trying to come up for air. Where's the joy <laughs> in mm. in life? But um, oh, I think Emily. the <laughs> I'm fine, guys. I'm fine. Okay. Um, I think the Gwyneth Paltrow musical will come to Utah stages and we can all we can all yes! enjoy it. <laughs> 
So let's the, hope. There's the uh, in in some in the far reaches of the London theater scene, uh, they put on a, a musical about the Gwyneth Paltrow Terry Sanderson skiing trial that happened uh, this past mm-hmm. year, and uh, I can't wait to see it here in Salt Lake City. Let merch that says I lost a half day of skiing be the new like Hamilton Burr tote bag or the new friend of the pod or or public radio nerd shirt. Like let that carry us into a new time, a new era. Right. A new I, w- dawn. I wish you well. You know, a new dawn where blonde, wealthy blonde women are succeeding. You know, it's finally their time. <laughs> it's Gwyneth's time. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay, I love wish? that. Your prediction. All right. God, I have three in in miscellaneous and culture. So with every great rise, there must be a fall. And with that, this is the year that there will be a new cup. The Stanley is out. I am seeing the Awala Uh making a splash. Uh, I just want to say Awala is not a sponsor of CityCast Salt Lake, though if they're interested, they can email ads at citycast.fm. The Awala is in. There might even be another like lurking in the distance, but you're going to see less and less Stanleys around. Mm, It's just time for a new cup. No Mm -hmm. longer. And that's the way consumerism works. Like we can't be drinking out of the same cup for 10 years. Wow. But we really did pave the way. Like our our Utah bloggers paved the way in terms of the Stanley. And and we'd like to thank them for their service. And we're going to keep flavoring our water. And we're going to keep drinking diet sodas. And we're going to keep making pebble ice. And for that reason, like whatever is next, it's this is going to be ground zero. But... The Stanley is waning. I also think on the note of Utah setting a national tone, did you see that Pantone's 2024 color of the year is peach fuzz? No, but that sounds lovely. And delicate. you would like it because I feel like you like warm yeah. tones like that. Like you like those adobe kind of colors. Yeah. Um, the peach already reigns supreme in Utah. True. But I think looking out the window, we're going to have a short winter. We're going to have a long summer. We're going to have a hell of a lot of peaches this year. I think it's going to be in more dishes. And I think it's going to become a part of the what we've exported, which is kind of this obsession with Mormon culture. Like picture a bunch of like Brooklyn hipsters eating like Brigham City peach ice cream. (gasps) Yeah, baby. (laughs) And they're going to be like... Like Brigham Young, you know, and like they're going to be so delighted by that. Oh, Oh my God. I love that, Allie. It is about time for us to get the recognition we deserve for our peaches. Like Georgia doesn't own all the peaches in the world. Okay, no. Like, Actually, more peaches. South Carolina produces more peaches okay. than Georgia. Well, That's a fun fact. Well, but, well, but yeah, and I know you love a peach. You're I always looking for them at the farmer's market. It's true, like true. summer is your peach countdown. Anyway, do you have another one? Um, I, th- I think Mayor Mendenhall is going to use all of her muscles to convince Ryan Smith to keep the jazz in Salt Lake City. Mm. But this is kind of like a far out prediction. You know, uh, Ryan Smith, the owner of the jazz, is looking at potentially building a whole sports entertainment district in Draper and all of this. And we've got a whole episode about it. But I don't know. I think I think we can convince him to stay here. Because this is where it's all happening. So yeah. this is kind of a far out prediction, but maybe we'll hear something more about it this year. 
Mm-hmm. What do okay, you think? Okay, and Ellen? we'll link that episode in yeah. the show notes for you if you haven't heard it. Um, I think you're right. I mean, I thought it was interesting when newly elected council member Eva Lopez Chavez, who represents District 4, which is basically a kind of all of downtown and Central City, her speech that she gave during mm-hmm. her inauguration led with Ryan Smith. Right. You know, and this is an extreme paraphrase. <laughs> think twice about taking the jazz out of downtown. Like, we are. And I think it's what's especially interesting and a way that these people are already flexing muscles is by bringing this conversation into the public. Like, what Ryan Smith wants more than anything is for no one to be talking about the jazz leaving downtown. And for years, that was the case. And, like, he's been able to spend a lot of time thinking about this or wheeling and dealing or whatever he's doing in back rooms. And now when we've got reporters and um, daily hyperlocal podcasts and elected officials bringing this conversation into the public sphere, it's like a little bit more accountability Mm -hmm. on the table. And a little more pressure. A little more pressure. And jazz fans are rabid, famously. Like, Mm -hmm. they will come for you. Like, (laughs) you know, so I don't know. But yeah. Okay, I have one more and then we'll get out of here. I think we're going to see more non-alcoholic cocktail menus at our local bars. Mm-hmm. The closing of the non-alcoholic bar Curiosity on 9th South and basically State Street was sad this year to see for sure. But one of the most interesting things about that place to me was that they had a like a back wall where you could buy bottles of non-alcoholic beverages. And these, I have a friend who's a bar owner, and he told me, like, these companies that are making N.A. spirits, I mean, the labeling's gorgeous, Mm -hmm. the flavor is exquisite. Like, if you get a, you know, the non-alcoholic gin, it tastes like gin. It's more thoughtful than just, like, adding a little Campari, like, than, like, you know, adding a little cranberry to a soda water, right? Right. But they're incredibly expensive. And so the margins for bars we know are narrow. They're even more narrow with these beautiful non-alcoholic spirits. At the same time, Salt Lake City is kind of sat between the like garage binge drinking of the Midwest and the like add vodka to your green juice drinking of Los Angeles. (laughs) And I think we're going to start to find a balance there where like we see more and more non-alcoholic cocktails on the menu. Right. Okay. I like that a lot, Allie. I like to have that option. It's good for all of us. It's good good for for everyone. Yeah. And, you know, people deserve more than ginger beer and lime if they want to hang with with their pals at a bar. (laughs) A hundred percent. And even if you do drink, like maybe consider an N.A. every other drink being N.A. And you'll, you know, have a better day the next day. Right. Anyway, I like that a lot. One more thing before we go. We got to do pick of the week because we I think we both have a good one. My pick of the week is Jordan Clarkson's triple double. I don't know if anyone watched this. Allie, did you watch this game? It was freaking crazy. I didn't watch it, but I watched the highlight because he he broke a long spell. That is correct. Uh, you have to last... define a triple double. I know. I know. All. And frankly, I had to first Google what exactly a triple double <laughs> was. Um, so a triple double means you got double digits in like like three statistical categories. So for Jordan, he got 20 points and 11 assists and 10 rebounds, triple-double. And the last time the Jazz had one was in 2008. 
Oh, wow. Okay. The year we elected Barack Hussein Obama. Yes, Carlos Boozer scored that triple-double. And um, it's funny because, honestly, like, lots of teams in the in the NBA get them all the time. But, like, we take what we can get here. And so I just wanted to share that for anyone who's a casual jazz fan or, like, you want to impress your sports friends and relate to them in some way. Mm-hmm. That's a little nugget you can drop. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. If you're like chilling with your Uncle Terry and you have nothing to say to each other this week, just say triple double. (laughs) Just say triple double. He'll just go off. And you know what? Maybe invite Uncle Terry to the next home game, which is Wednesday, and the Denver Nuggets are in town. So. Right. Okay. I'll give you mine, but I'm going to keep it really brief. In the words of prominent social commentator Evan Ross Katz, The first water cooler television moment of 2024 happened, technically in Bermuda, but on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this week. Whoa. Holy moly. I'm going to try so hard to give you like a two-sentence explanation. Are you ready, Emily? Yep. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. There was a new Real Housewife of Salt Lake City this year. Her name was Monica Garcia. We put her on our nice list for 2023 in December of last year on this show, the episode we did with Kendall Rodriguez. Here's what she did this week on national television. It was revealed that as the new cast member of this show, and quick note, spoiler alert, huge, huge spoiler alert coming. All the women of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City discovered that her real identity was the trolling Instagram page Reality Von Tees and that she had basically scammed her way onto the show but had been bullying them online for three years. (laughs) That's just art. (laughs) And the way that the show reveals this information, the way that like the one of the main characters of the show, Heather Gay, reveals this information, comes to this conclusion is like pure investigative. Like it's it's almost a procedural this episode. (laughs) Anyway, borrow if you have never watched any episode of this series, just watch this one. Borrow your friend's Peacock login. Watch this one episode, the season finale, season four of The Real Housewives of Salt Lake. Boy, are we on the map yet again. <laughs> wow. It's wow. the talk of the town. That is bonkers. Yep. I wonder if she'll jump into the Senate race. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she understands communications campaigning. She basically used that account to take down Jen Shaw, who's now in federal prison. So maybe she should run against Trump. (laughs) Oh, my God, Allie. Thanks for sharing. All right. Executive producer Emily Means, our first Friday News Roundup of 2024. And what a joy. I will see you on Monday. See you Monday, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. Our executive producer is Emily Means. Our producer is Ivana Martinez. Our newsletter editor is Terina Ria. And our host is me, Ali Vallarta. Music is by the local band Mitochondria with additional music from all the kimonos. We will be back Monday morning with more from around this beautiful city. Have a great, maybe snowy weekend.